Hello and welcome to episode 10 of One Rep at a Time by CultFit. I am your host Deepak Gopalakrishnan aka Chuck. This is episode 10. The theme for this week was balanced eating, nutrition and all that. And this week we have actually looked at a lot about this topic. Cravings, sugar of course, snacking and so on. And to wrap things up, we are going to talk to a nutritionist. My guest today is Chandani Haldurai, the lead nutritionist at Cult Transform. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about a balanced diet, macros, how much attention you should pay to them, tips when you're ordering in, when you inevitably have to and you can't cook from home, uh, mindful eating, how to enjoy a cheat meal, all this. I mean, it was a fascinating conversation. I had my set of questions, but we ended up talking about a lot, including what is it that a nutritionist actually does, what are the various kinds of nutritionists that there are, so on and so forth. So enough of me talking. Uh, Let's take a very quick break. And then on the other side, my interview with uh, Cult Transform's lead nutritionist, Chandani. Welcome to One Rep at a Time, a podcast from CultFit that encourages you to become a healthier, better and happier version of yourself by building small, sustainable habits. Let's welcome your host, Deepak Gopalakrishnan or Chuck. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of One Rep at a Time by CultFit. Each week, by you guys know this by now, this podcast will have four mini episodes and one longer episode. And today is that one longer episode. So this week, we have largely been talking about nutrition and balanced eating. And we are going to cap the week with an interview with someone who knows a thing or two about the topic at hand. Uh, this is Chandni Haldurai, the lead nutritionist at Cult Transform. Chandni, welcome hi, to this hi, podcast. Deepa. Thank you. Thank you so much for the welcome. Yeah, we're looking forward to this, and uh, there's so much that um, there's so much that I want to ask you. Uh, lots around uh, nutrition and fitness, and I know that's a bit. Uh, I mean, there's so much to squeeze into sort of like a half an hour discussion. So let's start somewhere and let's see where it goes from there. Before that, uh, I'd uh, really like to know a little bit about you. How did you get into nutrition? What does a nutritionist do? Are there different kinds of nutritionists? So would love to just start off with that before we jump into things like macros and all that so before that do i have to call you deepak or chuck <laughs> that's a good question i think you can call me chuck uh, uh, i think only the income tax department calls me my real name anymore <laughs> got it all right chuck so yeah and also another question do you want want to know the honest answer for this the, uh sure <laughs> <laughs> right so i picked up nutrition as my major uh, because it was easy you know, I thought it was going sure. to be easy. Um, so this was my second choice. The first choice was basically to get into uh, astrophysics. But unfortunately, wow. <laughs> yeah, so um, I was not really uh, keen on doing that by the time I finished my 12th standard. So I just jumped into nutrition and I thought that's going to be easy and I'm just going to enjoy my college life. But that was the wrong choice as well. Nutrition is as difficult as it is. And (laughs) so, yeah, so that's how it started. And yes, so, but I love doing, being a nutritionist, you know, it's not a a, a monotonous job that you generally think of, right? Like you have a lot of things to uh, explore and there's a research every now and then, and uh, people come up with uh, a lot of questions, you know, like that you don't study. So it always keeps you on your toes and uh, that makes my job really interesting and I love my job. 
So yeah, and about the third question that you mentioned, it's uh, there are different nutritionists. Yes, there are different nutritionists for different uh, groups of uh, you know activities. I would say. So, for example, weight loss nutritionists are there, and uh, sports nutritionists are there, and also clinical nutritionists who are uh, very much into uh, dietetics. So they take care of all the medical conditions and the diet needed for medical conditions. Well, that's very interesting. Um, I assume that uh, the I assume that there would be different nutritionists for different. Like I'm assuming that a nutritionist that I would go to would be very different from the nutritionist, say, uh, IPL team would be speaking to, for instance. That there would be a difference. But what's what's really interesting to me about your answer is how uh, there are new changes, etc., which you said that keep you on your toes. Uh, so is it like you need to keep up to date with, say? food technology that's happening uh, around the uh, around the world if like this whole wave of uh, uh, plant based meat that's happening right now is that something that uh, that people in your profession need to know just to sort of like update yourself on what's happening in the industry yeah you need to keep yourself updated by the end of the day you know like that's the most important quality that you need while you're being a nutritionist because you know the this particular field is like getting um, you know updates on a day to day basis so you know like when i was doing my masters i think i guess uh, diabetes was something that was not curable or reversible mm-hmm. but today diabetes is reversible yeah. so the update is just happening on a day to day basis and millions of researches are going on side by side so uh, it is important to know what is happening in the food processing and the food technology food technology industry plus what is happening in terms of the weight loss industry as well so yeah, yeah. Uh, it gives you an idea on what to you know give what will suit your consumer or you know like what kind of difficulties they are facing and how to go about that altogether yeah this is amazing like and and because food is such an integral part of our lives i'm assuming that so many changes in other industries affects your job and what you do on a daily basis for example uh, i'm sure a lot of people who you've been speaking to over the last two years would have had a positive or negative relationship with food delivery apps for instance yes. and that must have changed uh, things in a good way or a bad way but i think let's not uh, turn this into a business podcast discussion because uh-huh. i think that's a different angle that we can go down for sure so let's bring it back to uh, balanced eating that we were to talk about so first things first chandri i've been hearing from many many places that for weight loss what you eat can be more important than exercise and something that absolutely blew my mind the first time i heard it and if you search online you will find all sorts of ratios like 80 20 70 30 and all that so what's your take on this as a professional in this space and how to what extent is this true it is true to a particular extent i would say a pretty good extent <laughs> so uh, the idea is when you are eating you know like the different foods that you are eating it's not just the number of calories that you consume right it's also about the lot of nutrients that are present in it and each yeah. nutrient has its own role to play in its in, in the body so however when you just compare it with other uh, aspects like let's say fitness and uh, physical activity and stuff so they have a very unique role to play but food doesn't have that one specific unique role it has a multi dimensional right. role in your body and that's the reason you know like sometimes you might not even know what the reason for why you are gaining weight 
or you know why you're losing weight we don't know that you know like you would have been yeah. very consistent with your workouts you would have been uh, you know like hitting the gym five days a week and doing perfectly to the t but unfortunately the results that you're expecting might not be what you are getting at that moment so food actually takes in a lot of uh, importance and what you eat matters for about 70% if you're looking at a weight loss aspect and wow. the remaining 30% goes to your fitness and the all the other activities but not to forget stress and sleep you know like they are yeah. also an important um aspect of overall health and they i would call it you know like the four pillars of overall health is yeah. uh, stress sleep um fitness and nutrition so they it's it's, yeah, it's, it's equally it's... important to give import uh, you know like a significant amount of uh, time for all these four pillars when you are focusing on your health yeah and it's interesting because each of these kind of feeds into each other right it's not like you can you can if you have a bad meal you can compensate for that by doing more exercise or if you're yes. super stressed out and you can just end up uh, you know uh, sleeping more or something so it's like all four of them need each other and all four of them in a way complement each other if i can uh, if i can use that phrase so this this is fascinating uh, I, I, because uh, the the common perception of weight loss is somebody who's hitting the gym or doing long miles of uh, uh running in order to shed weight where there should be equal placement on a good meal and relax mind and Absolutely. possibly 8 hours of sleep uh, so as well so that's that's fascinating chalik thank you for clearing that up because there's a lot that's online on uh, yes. this particular topic so let's get some let's get some basics now if i were to ask you what is nutrition essentially what would you say and how does this nutrition change when we are working out or exercising So basically nutrition is the science of uh, you know like how the different types of nutrients get converted into uh, the necessary uh, function you know like that's happening in your body right so understanding that is basically nutrition so uh, it it like i i think the question that you asked previously right are there different types of nutritionists yes we do have different types of nutritionists based on the specialization what what is the aspect that you are focusing on So if you are um you know exercising and if you are uh, a little bit high on the physical activity part let's let's call you an athlete at that moment if you are an athlete then uh the needs the body needs changes so uh the diet that we generally prescribe or the guidelines that we prescribe for a person who is trying to lose weight is definitely not something that would suit a person who is doing a high amount of physical activity or an athlete So um it changes based on the intake of macros which is your carbs proteins and fats and also about the micros your vitamins and minerals so it, every nutrient comes into place and you know like it changes and differs based on the activity that you do as well so sometimes you need a little bit of the micronutrient in a higher amount because you're doing that particular type of activity so that's 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 how it goes you know like you need to have a specialized attention which is given to your body when you are doing higher activities or being an athlete Yes, yeah, fascinating. I'm actually writing down a lot of things that I want to go back and ask you <laughs> later if we have time. Yes. But this, you know, one of the things that you said in the, I think it was in the uh, when you were answering the previous question was that each p. everything that you eat will have multiple functions it could be nutrients and i think that's one of the things that one of the mistakes that i certainly made was looking only at calories so okay this 
processed food that i've brought has only 150 calories therefore it's okay but what you don't yeah. know is that it doesn't have a lot of nutrients that your body also needs so it's not just about uh, you know those 100 calories or 150 calories by themselves but also what you're missing out on and i'm assuming these are i mean for, uh, these are things that people discover on their uh, weight loss uh, on their uh, on their fitness journey or uh, increasingly realizing that it makes sense to speak to a professional as early as possible so that these things are yes. sort of clarified as well how does your um so um in one uh, so uh, just sticking to that part uh, uh, uh just sticking to that point on food so one in one of the articles that you wrote for the cult blog which we will link out uh, to uh, in the notes of this episode you introduce a concept of an ideal plate or a balanced plate yes. uh, do you, uh, could you t- tell us about that a little because i think that really forms a very central very simplified version of what anyone listening to this podcast no matter where they are in the fitness journey can follow yeah so basically it's it's called as the my plate which uh, the usda has designed so um it 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 is like uh, you know maybe so it goes along with this proverb so uh, if you give a man a fish you know like you feed him for a day however if you teach a man to fish you feed him for a lifetime so this is teaching them how to fish or you know teaching them how to balance their own diet so this is as you said you know like it is very simplified and it is as easy as it's uh, as it can be so in your plate you know you can take a regular sized plate and divide it into three portions one half and two uh, two quarters one quarter should be filled with whole grains or starchy vegetables which contributes mm-hmm. to your carbohydrate which is one of the macros so since we are not doing a intense physical activity so you know previous generation i think we were dependent dependent on agriculture right now we are all in in you know in a sitting job in a sedentary lifestyle where we don't need so much of physical energy so the carbohydrate portion gets reduced to quarter portion of your plate and the second quarter that we have that that we are in a plate is basically proteins so proteins are coming from uh, lean meat or uh, plant based sources like lentils pulses and legumes eggs and um, and also soya products and everything so you can choose any one from that as well to fill the plate and the remaining half of your plate should be filled with vegetables and a small portion of fruits so you can either put the fruits in your plate or you can take fruits in your snacking option but it's generally recommended to take it in your snacking option because the fruit sugars are a little higher than right. like overall in a indian meal the carbohydrates are very high so and also it doesn't really go with the taste you know like you don't want to take chapati dal sure. and bindi with a uh, one mango right Apple, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> although some people wouldn't mind that i mean now that yes. you put it that way it actually doesn't seem all that bad but point me <laughs> yeah yeah if you're comfortable yes but make sure that you don't eat beyond that recommended amount in a day right. so that is what the my plate is about so if you're trying to just balance your overall meals just make sure that you stay in these portions and add all the food groups So here while you're adding this you know try to add different colors of vegetables into your plate and different sources of proteins and choose more slow digesting and quality carbohydrates so that you know your plate is complete and you're getting all the food groups trying to get all the micros balanced and the macros balanced and stay in your caloric limit so this also acts as a caloric deficit for people who are trying to lose weight as well yeah I, that, that's lovely i think that's a very nice way of 
thinking about what a meal should be. And uh, just a little side note, uh, uh, you had started that by saying that you should teach a man how to fish, but now it's also about teaching a man how to probably get grains and fruits as well to add to that plate so that you don't, so he doesn't just focus on the lean uh, protein as it were. Um, something that you said, which I found interesting, I've seen this in a bunch of places, but it's interesting that a nutritionist brought it up. So I want to just talk about that a little. You said you try to get different colors. That's a very interesting way of looking at it. Initially, when I came across that phrase, I just thought it was like, oh, that's probably just a, you know, advertising campaign or something like that, or, you know, just a, a small heuristic that people can remember. But how much truth is there to that? Is there something scientific in having a colorful plate? It does. It does. Different colors actually talk about different nutrients. So, for example, oh, okay. I can give you an example of orange. So, our orange is basically interpreting the beta carotene that is present. So, your carrots. So, um, you know, beta carotene is an inactive form of vitamin A. So, once it gets into your system, you know, like you, uh, it gets converted into vitamin A, which is an absorbable form and, you know, utilizable form. So, that's present in the food. So, gen we know that we have to eat carrots for good eyesight. Yeah. But this Again, is the science orange, behind yeah. it. Yes, it's orange in color. So, the colors actually represent the nutrients that we're talking about. So different colors. That's very different interesting. Nutrients. So when you so when people say you should eat your greens, yeah. what they really mean is you should be eating one, two, three, four, five sort of vitamins, and this greens is just, green color is just sort of like a simple heuristic of the entire thing. That's fascinating. Uh, I did not know that at all. Um, let's talk about macros a little bit over here because there's a lot of confusion. Carbs are good. Carbs are bad. Fats are evil. Fats help you lose weight. Proteins seem to be the only guys who get away uh, scot-free, uh, but you need a lot of it. You need one, uh, one gram per kilo or something. Like that. So there's a lot around each of these things happening. Each of these things have attained a level of pop culture. People trying to have uh, fat only diet or rather fat heavy diets and all that so at the very basic level what are these three characters that we keep trying to play around with carbs proteins and fats what are they and what do they mean for the body so let's just go back to our primary school or secondary school you know where you yeah. study basic nutrients right so we, we all have read this in our science book carbohydrates fats and proteins so the three macros so carbohydrates and fats are energy giving nutrients Whereas protein is a bodybuilding nutrient. So carbohydrates and fats directly give contribute to the energy uh, aspects of your body. So it's get, it, it gets broken down and gets utilized for energy in your system. However, proteins does not get converted into energy directly. It can get converted to energy, but it might cause uh, certain defects in your overall metabolism. We'll come back to that. But before that, you know, like proteins have a huge role to play in terms of bodybuilding aspects. So when I say bodybuilding, it's not just muscle development, right? It is needed for your skin. It's needed for your hair. It's needed for your nails. So protein is basically cellular level, uh, you know, uh, blocks that we are, you know, it's used to build in our system. So uh, each nutrient, like I said, has its own role to play there. And carbohydrates are considered to be bad because it has contributed for weight gain. And that is the reason people think that carbs are bad and we should be avoiding it. But if you remove carbs completely from your diet, then your body will start burning muscle or utilizing the proteins for energy, 
where like i said you know like it can cause a lot of uh, you know defects or like in in the metabolic metabolic process as well as eliminate you know uh, toxic end products which are not healthy so minimum amount of carbohydrates are important and also the quality of the carbohydrates that you choose play a very important role so the quarter portion that i mentioned in the plate i think that's the enough quantity yeah. for a uh, for an individual in a day for in, in regarding carbohydrates however the quality of the carbohydrates depends on how unrefined it is so if you're choosing maida over uh, a whole wheat flour or a a whole grain flour or a multi grain flour then automatically you know the quality of the carbohydrate is very low the best way to choose it is to choose as fresh and as unprocessed and unrefined as it is so that is the best yeah. way to if there's one flour. thing in your life that's unrefined make it carbohydrates that's the takeaway that i have <laughs> yes. from this yes yes unrefined versions of carbohydrates so rice if it is white rice then the quality is low then you'll have to think about improving it to brown rice or red rice or black rice or you know boiled rice that way so the quality of the carbohydrate matters but quantity should not go extremely low similarly right. for fat fat is present in invisible form in our diets by oils you know the addition of oils so i think in indian cooking there is no such food that is, that goes without the addition of oil right so in some form or the other in some form or the other yes we do add and we do add it more than what it is required so that is the reason you know like we consider fat to be bad as well when we say reduce your fat the first thing that comes in your mind is to avoid the oil products and you know the yeah. uh, deep fried ones correct it is the right yeah. one to do but make sure that you're staying in the needed limits um so which is like one tablespoon per day or half a liter per person per month and uh coming back to the protein so protein is something that's really healthy and you know like people don't really consider it to be a villain so even proteins for that matter you know like taken beyond a particular level is not going to do any good to your body is going to get converted into carbs and going to be stored in your stored in your body as uh, fat so it's better to choose the right quantity of proteins and the quality of the proteins mm -hmm. quality of the proteins you have different sources of protein so you keep choosing plant based or animal based or lean meat which is healthier for you and what is comfortable for you and in terms of quantity like you mentioned 1 gram per kg ideal body weight is the recommendation and we are trying to keep it in that range so 0.8 to 1 so that's a range that we generally give and you can mm. choose that by choosing quarter portion of your plate which can aid that 1 gram per kg body weight of requirement uh, so coming back to the macros just to wrap that little bit up so is there an ideal balance between the uh, between the three i keep seeing for example ratios like 40 30 30 30 40 30 if you're on uh, if you're on a uh, trying to uh, have a a uh, uh, carb a low carb diet then people say 10 40 whatever the numbers are so do you have a recommendation or is there really an ideal balance between the three and i ask also because not uh, uh, because i be, uh, so i'd like to think that there is no 
one standard that applies to everybody and is really a matter of you know individual bodies reacting to different foods and all that which is something i'm pretty sure uh, you come across all the time so is there an ideal balance what would you recommend people do to try and find their ideal balance anything of that sort so i would say i think the my plate concept comes in really handy here my, to yeah. balance the macros as well as the micros here However, right. if you are talking in terms of percentage, right, like 70 should come from carbs or this should come from 30 mm. should come from proteins. That might be a little confusing for you because, you know, you'll have to take it in the sure. form of food groups. So when you're taking it mm. in terms of food groups, when you say carbohydrates, we say 60% should come from your carbohydrate. Then 60% could also mean vegetables because we get carbs right. from vegetables and fruits as well and also whole grains. so it might be very right. difficult for you to just calculate that in your mind and apply it in the food that you're taking and then you know use it for uh, your uh, weight loss or weight gain goals so it's better to put it in meal level basis so that you know you know that you're staying in your limits and you're taking the right amount of carbs proteins and micros that is needed so my yeah, plate absolutely. concept is something that i would recommend it's cult plate concept as well you know we call it cult plate to keep it a little interesting yeah. so that also you know like you can follow the cult plate and make sure that you're staying into your recommended uh, dietary allowance yeah i think that that's great because one of my problems has always been calculating calories and all yeah. that so i think this concept just simplifies things uh, so much so i think we have spoken a lot about the theoretical aspects of things right now and hopefully that's enough basics for people really to figure out a plate of their own so there are a couple of questions i want to ask you chandni which are more sort of practical in nature um yeah. while all this balance between carbs and uh, and uh, uh, carbs fats proteins etc is well and good theoretically now let's when uh, in this day and age uh, when people are shopping for food right and i'm mm-hmm. sure this is one of your pet peeves as a nutritionist which is demystifying things that marketers do uh, you know what yeah. are some common red flags for people when they are shopping for apparently healthy food and these are people who want to stay healthy live healthy they are searching online or in their store for healthy food they look at what looks like a healthier option because it's got a few words and things like that they say oh this has x on it therefore it must be healthy so yeah. some red flags for people just to keep an eye out no eye out for yeah so i think it's 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 about the whole package itself right so um, people read the nutritive information first and then they feel that okay this is less in carbs and this is less in fats and then they just pick up that particular product but it's important not to just to uh, you know read the nutritive uh, information it's also about reading the ingredients that is mm. present in it so there's a section called ingredients and you know like sometimes there would be some uh, greek and latin we we don't know the names of it at all we don't even i don't think we'd be even uh, able to pronounce certain things there so that's when you know like i think you'll have to put that product back into the uh, shelf and walk to the next aisle to <laughs> take a healthier product so when you don't understand a particular name in the ingredients which is not natural which is something you know like an additive or a preservative or some kind of an added colors i think that's a huge red flag for me so mm-hmm. if there's a lot of additives and if there's a lot of um, chemical compounds which are not natural that is present in it then it is not as healthy as it claims to be so for me the healthier version of food is basically choosing something that's that is as closer to uh, being fresh because fresh foods are the ones that you get the nutrients uh, as such you can you know like add it in terms of processing 
but mm-hmm. i don't think that's that would equate the nutrients that sure. we get from uh, uh, a fresh product so choose foods which are as fresh as possible and if it's if so if it's a product that is not fresh and if you have to buy it in terms of packaged items then look for these names you know which you don't understand and if you feel that you know like this is something that's high in uh, additives or preservatives or uh, chemical components or colors then you know like put it back that's a huge thing yeah that's uh, that's really nice i think one of the piece of advice that i saw somewhere was if you need to ask it's probably not healthy and i think that's a i think that's a lovely little uh, uh, lovely little line and also uh, uh, another problem another problem and this i had spoken about very briefly in an episode uh, that i did earlier this week for uh, on sugar is that sugar is hidden in so many different ways in food even yes. foods that we think are uh, this sugar has no business being over here so could you just uh, draw a little on that because i think sugar is something that we specifically need to talk about so uh, see when we say sugars right so uh, it is like the um, easily digestible form of yeah. carbohydrate so let's let's just you know like get that part there so it could be the white sugar that you're using which mm-hmm. is used for uh, sweetening purposes it could also be uh, certain agents you know like chemical agents which are added to make the product a little more sweeter mm-hmm. or you know to tastier so that the people people will start buying that product more mm-hmm. generally if it is tasty you know you want to buy yeah. that more and you know like want to use it so these ones which are uh, added as a chemical compound you know like which is not in the natural form of sugar that is something that you should stay away from mm-hmm. so it could be anything you know like aspartame is something that is um, an artificial form of sugar which is uh, which gives the sweetness but it doesn't give you the calories so you know um it sounds good right isn't it yeah. because sugar gives you calories but it, this comes in without the calories but the inflammation and the damage that that it costs to your system is a little more complicated than just the calories that we are yeah. discussing yeah so uh, added sugars is something that you can look for in your, in the products that you are buying if the added sugars have are beyond a particular grams then you know like try and avoid it generally you know like if it is natural sugar then you can buy the product if it is added sugars itself i think you know the quality mm-hmm. of the product is a little lesser than our standards yeah and also look at the ingredients if it says added sugar then what kind of an added sugar is it do you know the name have you heard of that name if you haven't heard the heard of that name then like i said you know like put it back at the shelf yeah. so this is not the product for us so added sugars could be in any form it could be in a form of um, like i said a chemical compound like aspartame or it could be white sugar or honey or even in in terms of uh, the other forms of natural sugars like jaggery and yeah. uh, date syrup and all these things so if you know that if it's a natural product then go for the product if it is something that's uh, not natural then i don't think it's the right product for yeah you. fair enough so one takeaway that i'm having that is that it's possible to overdo natural sugars as well and that's not necessarily very good for you in fact eating yes. you could say that eating 10 apples would actually be as unhealthy if not more unhealthy than having one chocolate bar uh, if you just count it from a sugar's point of view 
Yes, just from a sugar's perspective, I think you know, like you will get a lot of fructose and yeah. uh, which is a fruit sugar. But overall, health-wise, you know, like I would, I would stay in the apple side here because apple not just gives you that fructose part of it; it also gives you fiber. It also gives you certain other nutrients. So the whole foods is what something that you should look look for. And when you're counting certain calories, when you're in a uh, in a situation where you have to count calories for your health, and that is where you know even the fruit sugars will come into account, and you might have to reduce the intake of fruits and uh, manage it by balancing it with nuts and seeds and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. we can all blame uh, evolution for uh, our love for sugar, as I'm uh, yes. sure we all know. <laughs> all right. So the uh, so on this, then the last question that I have for Chandni is. um one of the common most common advice that i see for living healthier is cook your own food and i think that's great and i think there's something that many of us would have got skilled at during the last 2 years at least uh, in some shape or form <laughs> but it may not always be practical given that many of us lead, uh, lead busy lives so even for people who are very health conscious and even for those who have the time to they may have to not from a celebration point of view but purely from you know a daily point of view will have to order in two or three times uh, for either lunch or dinner a week what advice so, would you have for people like those who have to use delivery apps to get uh, healthy food for themselves or so called healthy food for themselves yes so i think you know um, meanwhile while we are talking i think a lot of people are ordering food outside and uh, uh you know like few of them are actually choosing the right kind of foods for them even if they are ordering uh, from outside mm-hmm. so a, a quick tip to uh, remember when you're trying to order outside i think a lot of apps you know like i think swiggy and zomato and a lot of a lot of these apps have brought up this section called healthy healthy yeah and i and i'm really glad for that you know like people have actually started being conscious about what they choose so when you go into that section you can see different forms of healthier versions of the food that you get Yeah. So start choosing restaurants which give you healthy options, and if in that restaurants, try to choose foods which are not processed, not refined, and not deep fried. So the three thumb rules, right? Processed is something that is, uh, you know, like changed from its natural state. Mm-hmm. If you are taking a fruit juice instead of a fruit, fruit, that itself is a mild processing. Right. So if you are taking a a packeted food of a particular food then automatically it becomes highly processed or ultra processed right so try to choose it from the natural source as much as possible and refined refined food is nothing but maida white sugar and white yeah. rice and all these things where polished and we lose most of the nutrients so choose the whole grain version or the whole version of the products instead of the refined ones so a simple example is choose a uh, a whole wheat roti instead of a naan so mm. naan would be made out of maida and uh, whole wheat roti is much more healthier compared to a naan there yeah. and deep fried one so deep fried is not just about the quality of the oil that you are using it's also about the overall calories that you get and also the uh, the inflammation that happens when you're taking too much of oil in your body so avoiding deep fried foods or keeping it to the minimum side as much as mm-hmm. possible can also be a good uh, suggestion for people who are looking for weight loss or overall health maintenance so these three things you can keep in your mind when you are ordering food and anything apart from that you know like can be as good as something that you are cooking at home yeah fantastic thanks so much for the chandni now a few 
final, very quick questions. And these are questions that I have often had during my fitness journey. If you're just trying to sneak in into this podcast, I'd love to know what you think. And this is some oh, very specific, fire. yeah, rapid fire sort of <laughs> protein shakes on days when you don't work out. Good idea, bad idea. Um, I would say it's not a necessity right now. So if you're not working out, then you can still choose healthier versions of food. Perfect. Okay. Uh, the healthiest way to satiate a sweet craving. <laughs> so choose nuts and seeds. Nuts and seeds are the best one along with fruits because fruits have the natural sugars and nuts and seeds have the magnesium in it, which can help in uh, balancing the uh, nutrient as well as the sugar craving. And you can also choose raw cocoa or dark chocolate along. Perfect. Uh, egg yolks. Yes or no? Yes. Unless you have some cholesterol issues. Perfect. Yeah, this is this is one where there has been so much literature over the last few <laughs> years, decades rather. Uh, how yes. much time between dinner and sleep? Two hours. Oh, okay. Minimum two hours. Perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> tips for a cheat day. And I have a little smiley over here. <laughs> tips for a cheat day. So I would say cheat meal instead of a cheat day. Fair I don't enough. want you Fair. guys to cheat for the whole day. Fair enough. So um, cheat meal, I would say to enjoy that food, you know, like mindfully enjoy the food that you're cheating. It's okay. It's, it's just one meal in a week or one meal in 15 days. So I want you to uh, give your taste buds that and uh, feel that, uh, you know, that you're eating something that you really like. I want your senses to be really high when you're eating your cheat meal. That's fantastic. I uh, really like I really like this. that little bit of mindfulness. Just enjoy. I mean, you've given yourself yes. this, you've earned this. So savor you it rather than this. getting distracted by uh, uh, like a web series or something. Thinking like about that. how many calories that is or how, how unhealthy that is. Just, just that, enjoy that. it. Or just enjoy it. Fair enough. And finally, okay. Chandani, your favorite food. I re- really like My- it. And yes, it can even be a cheat meal. Yes. Uh, my favorite food is undoubtedly biryani. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there's just some things that uh, we Indians are well wired for. Yes. But uh, uh, this has been excellent, Chandri. Thank you for sharing all this uh, with us. Any final words for those listening in? And it's quite likely that we will have you back at some point of time because we have just scratched the surface of nutrition over here. There are so many questions that I still want to ask you. And we will do that at a later point. So at this point, any final words for those listening in? Um, so I would say don't don't start counting everything. So uh, just go with the flow and enjoy your food and uh, make sure that you're choosing the right foods for yourself. And if you need help, I think, you know, like people like us are always there to help. Perfect. That's uh, fantastic advice to end this with. There's so many parts. There are so many lovely tips in this uh, interview, Chandni. So thank you so much for being a part of this. And I'm pretty sure we'll have you back on very, very soon. So yeah, thank you once again. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shippa. You were a great host and I really loved being here. <laughs> thank thank you. you so much. And that was my interview with Chandni, the lead nutritionist at Cult Transform. We talked about a lot of things, like I promised at the beginning of this episode. We talked about macros, food, reading labels. I mean, just just so much. There's just so much over there. That balance plate concept is something that I definitely uh, uh, look to incorporate in uh, my life. And I'd highly encourage you to as well. Uh, Chandri has actually written and been an interview guest for several articles on the Cult blog, all of which will be useful for anyone looking to kickstart a fitness journey or continue their fitness journey. I'll provide a link to that in the notes of this 
bonus episode so you can check those out and that's it for the 10th episode and the second week of this podcast i'd really love to know what you guys think about the show so far so feel free to reach out to me uh my details are in the notes of the episode and yeah and i'll see you here next week new week new theme and remember like your exercise routine take life one rep at a time this is deepak aka chuck signing off bye guys you've been listening to one rep at a time by cult fit follow us on spotify apple music or wherever you get your podcasts if you're looking for sustainable weight loss coaching check out the cult transform program on the cult fit app or website see you on the next episode